1: All right, let's hit hot corner before we get to our next guest. Just one sizzle because this one <coughs> caught some fire on social <coughs> last night. I know. I
2: saw Hey, this was a really good brawl.
1: This, it's your boy who, you know, is a wild horse that you don't want to jump on because <laughs> he will fight you. And he is still ripped as hell. So if oh you're listening my. to the pod right now, we're showing the video of Yasiel Puig just in an absolute slugfest. He's playing winter ball in Venezuela. I think he's played really well out there, but you know, I don't know how this started either. We're no. just catching, this is the clip that went viral, the fan that's close by, he's probably sitting first row or at least standing near um, the netting. And it was heated for a while. And I, you see in this video too, a couple fans throwing something and the guy turns around like, stop it, really? Kudos um, to there the guy.
2: Yeah, kudos to the guy holding up that screen there. I he agree. He jumped. He's like, "Hey, stop it!" But yeah. from what I heard, man, you know, and this is all speculation. He got sucker punched. Pui. Oh, really? That's that's. I mean, that's what the people are talking on there. Mm-hmm. They're saying it wasn't his fault. He came online, Pui, and said, "Man, they're always always about me. People don't know the whole story. I go out there, you know, hit four hundred home runs, do whatever, and they'll still find a problem with me. So, yeah, I mean, I." I don't know exactly what happened, but I'll tell you right now, that is a brawl right there, brother.
1: That is a brawl. That
2: is a brawl, and I would love to ask Tyler O'Neill basically where he would, <laughs> he would be in that spot right hey, now. Let's right, get Ozzie Guillen on.
3: Ozzie Guillen's the manager of the of Puig's team. Let's get him on and ask him what Stop the heck it. happened.
1: AJ, get him on next week for a little report on I didn't know I'll that. I'll ask him. Okay, yeah, done. he's the
3: manager. Ozzie Guillen's the manager of the blue team, Tiburones. No way. I didn't know he was yeah. out. of that
1: either. Yeah. Done. Easy. All right, we'll do it. In the meantime, Let's bring on new Boston Red Sox outfielder Tyler O'Neill joining us right now. Tyler, great to have you on here for the first time, man. And did you see that that little Puig brawl, that whole Winter League action?
4: That was crazy, yeah. Um, I've never played Winter Ball myself, but man, that's uh, that's something else that I've experienced for sure. What's going on today, guys?
1: Hey, we're uh, great, dude. Good. good to see you. So how's the offseason? Like, take us through the play-by-play of when you find out you end up with the Red Sox and how pumped are you to be up at Fenway?
4: Yeah, uh, off season's been going really good. Um, Spent a little bit of time in Canada earlier uh, in the winter, Uh, but most of the time here in St. Louis, we're full time down here. So, um, yeah, I got a call about a month ago, letting me know that I was flipped out. So, um, you know, it was uh, it was exciting. It was bittersweet. Um, You know, just a whole whirlwind of emotion. Uh, Not my first time getting traded, so. you know, just, it's just bittersweet, man. Um, just, uh, you know, just still in the process of figuring out the roots, you know, figuring out housing, uh, new logistics and stuff. So that's at the forefront of our mind right now.
3: Tyler, you're, you're in the off season right now, so I know you're lifting heavy and you're getting your body in shape. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen Scott Baron's body? And who has a better body, you or Scott?
4: It's not. <laughs> I think uh, me and Scotty had a push-up competition a couple of years ago that I remember. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know he's still got some. He's got some
3: reps. <laughs> <in time. laughs> I mean, Scott, let's go. Yeah. Let's come on. Let's have like a.
1: Yeah, I got <laughs> well, long Logan. sleeves on today for Flex a reason. Off. Tyler's got me beat. That is a that is a professional right there. And AJ, do you know? By the way, the backstory. Do you know um, what Tyler said? yeah or, he was like
3: mr canada
1: yeah right? exactly I yeah. Mean, massive, yeah massive yeah yeah uh,
4: my dad competed in the 70s uh he won the title in 75 um runner up a couple more times so uh he's very proud of it for sure there he is yeah right there
3: he needs to be proud of that mustache he has oh
4: man i know yeah he, he had he had the groom <laughs> he had the groom going back in the day i think in this picture he was uh He's, only, he's like 5'11", same height as me, um, but I think he was like 250, 255, and 5% body fat. So very uh, very proud.
1: Did, did you work out with him?
4: So um, it's, it's definitely how I learned to get into the weight room. Um, you know, really, you know, I mean, maybe 14 or 15 years old, you know, trying to take the next step in sports. So um, he's obviously an expert in the weight room. Um, And just gave me an idea of uh, exercises and rep schemes and uh, just different blocks and different way to do things and, um, you know, teaching me the right way in there. So, uh, you know, I learned at a relatively young age and I'm very thankful for my background. Um, It's what got me to be me and got me where I am today. So I'm still building on it and, um, of course, modifying it.
2: Can, can you just picture AJ? Picture Scott. He's doing these push ups with the biggest smile on his face. Like, oh, this is the greatest. <laughs> hey, we have world. it. There's a video. We'll have, i We'll, we'll have, have can to get find it. that video. It's, it's,
1: it. it's, it's somewhere. I, you know who else we were with? DeRosa. So, oh, D-Row yeah, like. it good. We were teaching him a thing Scott. or two about yeah. – D-Row had to
3: finish a distant third in your guys' push-up contest.
1: <laughs> we, I, I think, yeah, Tyler could probably do 200 in a row. I could probably do like 80. And D-Row, I'd, I'd put it over under maybe 50. 15. Yeah, 15. Anyway. <laughs> Jersey guy, Jersey we'll guy. cut him some slack, though. That's all right. We'll yeah, cut him yeah, some I
2: slack. He got, he's good. I want to get talking to you about a little baseball, a little, little stuff you talk about hitting-wise. You're talking about pulling less – Letting the ball travel a little more—something that you try, that I try—and teach young kids nowadays. You said it led to more strikeouts, but now since you see the ball deeper, you could drive that ball the other way. And when an off-speed pitch comes, you just react. Talk to us a little bit about that and how you simplify your hitting technique.
4: For sure. So uh, you know, this off I've been working really hard on staying inside the baseball. Um, you know, when when I when I got that bat path feeling, like I'm inside the baseball, it comes off true and it comes off right. So. I'm uh, getting some good feedback um, you know, lately, just really starting to ramp up my hitting program right now. So, um, you know, just really using the center of the field uh, and making sure I'm not losing pop to right center, you know, especially in practice, you know, flips, batting practice, all that stuff. Um, working from the inside of the ball and then I'm able to ride out my hands um, and, and just let my hands go. So, um, you know, I, I like where it's at right now and um, I'm looking forward to putting it in a competitive place soon.
2: Yeah, and then let me ask you this. Along those lines, how does Fenway Park change it? Because a little flip of the bat, you're going to hit a home run to left field. So does that change anything, or are you going to stick with that that approach?
4: For sure. So it's a very, very tempting left field. I'll, I'll definitely say that, man. Um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it doesn't change my prep work or, or what I'm going to, you know, do on a daily day, day-to-day day basis. Um, you know, making sure I'm backspinning the ball up the middle and using the, the opposite gap. Um, or at least thinking that way, just kind of gives me, you know, it gives me more space out front to work So, um, you know, when I am out front, I can hit that backspun fly ball over in the left field and um, You know, let, it's only 300 something feet down the line there. So, uh, you know, anything in the air is damaged, but um, You know, I'm definitely not trying to think pull the ball. That's, uh, that's when I start to get in trouble and, and start to roll over
0: Every day
1: we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in Tyler, what was the experience like when you find out you're traded in terms of the Boston reach out? Did you speak to anyone like an Alex Cora or a Craig Breslow who takes over there new? And also, have you thought about how you're going from St. Louis, which I would say is one of the nicest crowds and I'm not Boston is is tougher. They'll either they will embrace the hell out of you, but then if you're struggling for a week They'll let you know about it. I'm a Northeast guy, so I'm sure you know what you're dealing with when you're going over there, right?
4: That's awesome. You know, I'm looking forward to the challenge and playing in front of those fans. Um, man, it's just it's just a, such a such an awesome city, such an awesome ballpark. Um, you know, when I when I first got traded over, Craig Breslow's first one from the from the Sox organization to give me a call, just welp- welcoming me. Um, you know, it was awesome to speak to him and get to know him a little bit uh, then, you know, Cora gave me a call next, um, you know, it sounds like they really prioritized culture down there. Uh, sounds like they want to have an open dialogue and really, really be on the same page and, um, keep that communication open. So I'm looking forward to working every day with those guys. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah I'm just
1: looking forward to the new opportunity, looking forward to playing every
4: day and, um, seeing where it takes us.
1: So Tyler, do you think, not do you think, are you excited? to join the former list of cardinals outfield alums that exit and become absolute superstars i mean you know we've all talked about it at like a randy rosarena uh adolis garcia who just was an absolute stud and a star this past october right i mean it's kind of fun you poke fun at it for for cardinals fans but it's also something that you can kind of add to a list for more fuel right Absolutely. That's uh, you know,
4: that's that's definitely the goal. I'm more thinking about providing for Boston rather than um, you know, what i could have been for St. Louis at this point. But um, you know, to mention those two names, are rosarina and Garcia, man, I played with those guys in the minor leagues a little bit, the big leagues shortly, um, with the Cardinals with those guys, and man, you can just tell the talent was oozing out of them. Um, so it, it's you know, it's just a matter of time for guys like that, and um. You know, you saw him pop off last year, which is awesome. So, you know, again, I'm looking forward to getting in that new environment, um, playing every day, and just having that having that freedom to you know go out and play and fail. Uh, you know, have have it all part of the game.
3: You transition out of Boston. You're going to play for Alex Cora, who definitely seems like a, a players guy. Defends his players to to the death almost sometimes. <laughs> you you came from St. Louis. You had some. I don't know. I don't know if problems is the right word, but there were some things said with Ollie Marmel. Are you glad now you can just put those behind you? And as a former, as a former player, if my manager would have said that about me, I would have I mean, I'm not as big as strong as you. I would have been like, hey man, where's this dude at? Like I wanna I wanna get after this guy. So I mean I give you credit, you handled it well. I would have been a little more angry, but aren't you glad like you can kind of maybe put that behind you now?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I I think in the moment I handled it the right way. You know, obviously you don't wanna create any kind of division like that but um you know it was the it was it was quite the situation for sure man um you know I'm happy it's all behind us and um you know Aldi and I we were able to move past it um but you know I I think at the end of the day it kind of turned into respect at an arm's length um and you know I I just I'm looking forward to again this new opportunity and coming in with a fresh slate um and just working out working hard, um, you know, getting after it every day and, and proving myself again, um, you know, a new division, new team, all that stuff. So, um, you know, we, we ended on good terms out there, so that I'm very thankful for. And, you know, I have nothing but gratitude and, and thank for the city and the organization of St. Louis, um, you know, but everything comes to an end, and uh, it was my time this time. I
3: mean, 2021, you had one of the best seasons ever for a Cardinals outfielder. Do you? I mean, you think and, – and I hate this because – coming from someone that knows how it goes, but, like, and especially in St. Louis, like, do you think you got a bad rap there? And you think, you know, they because, I mean, I saw what happened, and, and I know we, we defended you on on this show. I know Kratz and I defended you hardcore, and we're like, man, this dude given giving everything he's got. You know, we didn't like that the manager came in. There was, I know there's more to it that we don't know. But, but, like, you know, do you think you got a bad rap? And then it just kind of carried over and snowballed until where they're like, gosh, we can't bring this guy back. But, hey, you ended up in a good place in Boston
4: for sure I mean maybe I don't know you know I I definitely try and keep my nose out of the media generally speaking and that was definitely uh what I was not trying to get involved in um you know in April last year so um but you know I I don't know man I don't know it's uh it it, you know it's unfortunate that it happened um but you know everything happens for a reason and I feel like I got other stuff on the horizon going on now and um you know, like you said, back in 21, you know, that was such a, that was such a fun run. The clubhouse had so much culture, uh, so much leadership. Um, you know, we had so much success winning those 17 games in a row. Uh, you know, that's something that I'm very grateful to be part of as well. Uh, and having the memory bank and and all that stuff. So, um, you know, again, though, I I know that's in the tank and, um, I know that's still the player I can be. I can turn it on on a week's notice. You know, I'm always one swing away, so I'm never worried about that, but, um, again i'm just looking forward to this new opportunity and um you know, it's going to be fun it's going to be a fun year
1: and fans are excited to see the athleticism in the outfield too so quite a few fans in the chat right now asking basically the same question they're like what's the plan i'm sure you'll say hey you can play any of those positions out there but has uh anyone on the boston side explained to you hey maybe we see you playing x amount of in an ideal world spot you know time in center versus corner etc
4: Yeah, I'm not sure what it's going to look like specifically. You know, Cora and I talked about it briefly. Um, Sounds like there's going to be a little bouncing around. Um, You know, I feel like I can be best utilized in right field and center field. There's just more ground cover out there than left field. Um, But, yeah, obviously the monster's got its own dynamics. And just the way it bounces off the wall, you know, it can do anything out there. So you got to be on your toes wherever. But uh, I'm not sure what it's going to look like right now. You know, those are conversations for spring training. Uh, that we can really narrow it down. I'm just focused on, um, you know, getting my body ready, getting my throwing program in into, the into tip-top shape and being ready for 150
1: games this year. Tyler, what, what do you think from the 2021 season you mentioned? Obviously, yeah, I mean, AJ brought it up too. Gold glove, <laughs> war was above six, 34 homers. I mean, it was a ridiculous season. What do you think is the one thing from that year, of course, that you remember that you want to try and bring back? Obviously, we know what the stats are, but was there something you remember that year where you were like, you know, felt like you were really clicked in in a particular way that you can bring back? And obviously, you dealt with a couple injuries since, and now we're feeling great, right? For sure.
4: Yeah. You know, unfortunately, the back issue held me out for a lot, a lot of time last year. And, you know, that affected my lifting program and just affected the rest of my body the rest of the way out. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident in what I'm doing in the weight room and, and with the, the throwing and running and hitting programs that I'm doing right now. Um, so I'm just looking to stay right there. You know, I, I got a, I got a daily core program that puts me in a good spot every day. You know, I don't have back pain anymore, which was, uh, you know, it was a thing for a little while for me there. And, um, you know, that's no fun when you're getting affected in everyday activity, you know, just like picking up my newborn daughter. Back back a few months ago, it was uh, it was giving me grief. So I'm happy. I'm all past that. I'm fully in depth with that core program now. Um, You know, training force absorption, training isolated strength blocks. um, You know, really strict rep schemes, power creation, med ball throws, box jumps, different athletic movements, um, challenging full range of motion. A couple things that we weren't doing last couple years. that I think is really gonna gonna translate well for me and uh, well for that ballpark out in Boston. There,
3: Tyler, have you, has anyone ever talked to you? Because I know when I first came up, people were like, "Man, you can't lift that heavy. You can't get. You're gonna get too big, and you you can't move." Has anyone ever talked to you about that? Whether it was the Cardinals or, or the Mariners who you who first were signed by? I mean, is there anyone that's ever said, "Hey, dude, you, we don't want you to get too large"?
4: For sure. Uh, I think more so specifically in the minor league system out in Seattle, there they were pretty strict with. How I would do my stuff, man. I would just go get a membership out a Gold's Gym across the street and do all my bench press stuff out there. I mean, I was 18, 19 years old and, I, you know, dead bugs. Come on, I'm not doing that stuff. But as you go and as you learn, you know, I, I add these things to my routine. Um, you know, just little prep work um, that I do every day to get my body in the right right position and I still do my heavy weights you know during during the season when I'm playing every day it's, it's going to look a little different so I'm, I'm looking forward to that phase of my training program as well this year um you know I got to talk to my guys and see what that's going to look like when I'm running around and fetch, fetching fly balls out in the field there um but you know right now I'm still getting those heavy lifts in heavy squats uh heavy dumbbell uh, excuse me heavy deadlifts heavy bench um and, you know, my body feels great. You know, I feel like my shoulders are healthy. I had an issue with that a couple of years ago. That's all cleaned up. Uh, I got good range of motion, and um, I'm I'm feeling ready.
2: Let me ask you about hitting-wise. You absolutely crush left-handed hitter, or pitching. Uh, right-handers, you do well. But can you talk to us a little about, I, you know, I want kids to understand, like, as they're in high school and in college now, the difference from a lefty to righty is substantial, you know, as a right-handed hitter. Can you explain your approach And, uh, you know, what you try and look for from a left-handed pitcher, especially when they're not overpowering.
4: Yeah, I think with lefties, it's really key for me to stay right-center. You know, and they end up busting me in a lot. But, you know, it's just being disciplined in your spot, I would say. Um, You know, lefties, it's obvious coming in from a different angle. And, you know, some guys see the ball better from other sides, um, you know, the other side of the mound. So. Um, you know, I, I should be hitting lefties, I should be hitting them well, you know, I try and stay in the middle with those guys, you know, that way I don't roll over changeups as much and, you know, I'm still able to drive the ball the other way, you know, fastball, it can run in on me a bit. So I feel like that puts me in a good spot and it's the same with the righty, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty standard, I just try and stay in the middle, stay to the opposite gap, you know, I lost that a little bit uh, at the end of last year and you know, started to roll over a bit and um, I, I understand that correction and that adjustment and it's something I've been working really hard on this offseason um, to make sure that I'm not losing that this time.
1: Hey, Tyler, you're Canadian, obviously, and you're up there now and um, you take a lot of pride in that. Are you excited that you're going to have more Blue Jays action, a little more Toronto on the schedule this year? I mean, you're going from a, a very different world in the Midwest and the travel all kind of tight in there to the East Coast with... Obviously, you'll be in Boston, but a lot of Yanks on the sketch, a lot of Toronto. So, have you thought about the fact that, you know, your world's going to change from a geography standpoint? Probably more in your favor, I would imagine, right? It's uh, it's definitely different geographically.
4: You know, I didn't realize how far East Boston was until I really started to look at it. It's further East than Montreal is. So, that was that was pretty crazy <laughs> to me just to kind of really, really hone in on it. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that. I'm... I'm uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a new division, uh, d- just a whole fresh plate overall. It's going to it's gonna be good for me. It's going to be good for my psyche. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm l- looking to go in there and just provide that leadership role that I can for the outfielders. You know, I, I, just a good group of guys over there. There's a, a lot of talent. Um, it's diverse. It's very, you know, it, it seems like there's a really good culture in that clubhouse, at least from the brief bit that I've gotten to know the guys. So um, I look forward to being a part of that.
3: Hey, just so you know, I played for the Red Sox for like half a year. You don't realize, how, like you said, how far Boston is from everything. You're like, oh, I'm in the AL East. Oh, yeah. we got easy flights to like Baltimore. It's like a two-hour flight. And you're like, shit, I didn't realize everything was that far. It's almost like I know Seattle is by far the farthest one. But Bo- but Boston is way up there. So you're going to get some frequent flyer miles. And you got to get, get some train rides too. Like if you're doing Boston, New York, yeah. you'll get some train rides in too. So – just be ready. The travel's a little bit different, man. When you're in that central, it is so nice. You're like, oh, Milwaukee. Oh man, I got to take an hour yeah. flight. Boston. Yeah. Everything is two hours.
4: Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, tra- travel is what it is. We, you know, can't complain too much, though. I don't think we rack up too many uh, freaking flyer miles on charter flights. So, but you know, that'll 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 be for another time. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun playing. Uh, In the division that I grew up watching, obviously, um, you know, Toronto's heavily broadcasted in Canada where I grew up. So, you know, watch the Red Sox all the time. Um, So, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to wearing that iconic uniform. Um, The travel is what it is
1: hey tyler i know sometimes you you know like anybody you have a chip on your shoulder do you feel like the team might have that because they are coming off a last place appearance right and maybe the expectations i would say are lower than you know an orioles team that's on the rise the yankees picking up soto so do you feel like a obviously the team can surprise some people but b there will be a little bit of that you know hey they're not expecting much out of this we're gonna come sneak in here and take two or three for sure, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm
4: I'm still trying to get my footing out with these guys. But uh, what what I do know is there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent with this team. There's a lot of young talent with the team, um, and uh, you know, it's it's going to be a challenge, of course. The division's really strong. I mean, yeah, the Rays and the Orioles—they both won 100 ball games last year, or close to it. Um, so you know, those are obviously two teams that are really dialed right now and know what they're doing and have good systems and the Yankees have been making some big moves for sure and Toronto's always strong offensively and, and pitching and defense and stuff so um, you know we're going to go out we're going to play our game and uh, we're going to see what happens you know so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting with the guys and starting that grind just starting that 160 grind um, you know anything can happen over the, over that long duration
1: yeah, we're excited, dude. You're going to have a big-ass year. We're, we're pumped for, for the change. It's going to be awesome Thanks, out fellas. there in Boston. Yeah, of course, yeah, man. dude. good we're luck. We're with you. So, yeah, good luck. We'll see you in spring training because uh, I think AJ or me or both will be down there at some point in Fort Myers. So we appreciate you, man. Uh, it crushed the rest of the offseason, and we'll see you in a few weeks.
4: Sounds good, fellas. We'll talk down there, all right?
1: Yes, perfect. Cheers. Good luck, Thanks, Tyler. Tyler. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Tyler O'Neill, joining us on FT Live. Good combo there. Scott, and, I thought yeah. you
3: were—I thought you went full Canadian there for a second. Well, <laughs> you, you, you said something, and you go a, a, and I was like, yeah. And I was, did but I you a? said a like the I, letter. I, I, didn't, I didn't. No, catch but you it. said oh. you said like one or two things is going to happen. You go a, and I was like, oh a. But then you were like a or b, and I was a like, darn b. it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw right. what you did there. <laughs> you were trying. I liked it. Can up. you imagine if a every player we
1: bring b. on, I la- I I just give them a little bit of a taste of their accent or you know their lingo so because this is do you know that this is a thing in the northeast some high schoolers will choose to go to school in the south right and i'm not talking about the school i went to what you don't know where i'm going with here no i'm
3: trying to figure this out
1: okay ready so let's say you know you grew up in, in jersey in my town and then you suddenly go to bama or or georgia right one of those big southern state schools they'll come back winter break after maybe not after the first year, but definitely after the second year, and th- they speak with a Southern accent. Yeah, sometimes. No, I don't like it. And I'll, I'll be like, I don't like it. Oh, Hey, you're 20 years old. You spent 20 years in Jersey and you're speaking with yeah, a Southern like, accent. Did- now. I mean, I don't care. Live your life, but I'm also like, what, I, what happened? And, this is far new you, AJ. This is a real thing, and no, they'll be like, Oh, it's I'm much just better than
3: speaking with the Jersey accent or the New Yorker accent or Yay, the Boston. Hey, you hey, know, hey, I want to get hey, my
1: over or family back, and I want to get fat. All right,
2: I can deal with that.
1: One. People know what I'm talking about. Claudia right now just said it in our chat. She said she's got a friend who's got an accent now that lived in the Northeast for yeah. a while. Hey, everybody wants to be south. down
3: south. I get it, Scott. You moved down there.
1: No, 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 I'm no, no, scout. no. I, I just use that as an example, AJ. The same thing can apply in the reverse. You live in the south, you come up north, mm-hmm. all AJ, of a you sudden, come it goes on. away. Hell come no! On. I lived How in Chicago,
3: come. north. I lived in Boston, north. I ain't get no accent.
1: You don't have a southern accent though. Do
3: you? But I ain't got no northern accent.
1: No,
2: you just have. Oh, the... that. He just brought it out then. Ain't got no. Ain't got no. Eh,
1: eh. Anyway, no, no, no. Let's, let's get to those. Those Boston Red Sox, eh? They've been talked about quite a bit. So our MJM World Series odds. I was actually really curious about this one. Like, Where are they placed? Because they're supposed to be a last place team. Um, and that's where they're put right now in the division in, in terms of the divisional odds. But their lineup is pretty good. Like, it has pretty good upside. Obviously, we just talked to Tyler. And you know, Yoshida was pretty terrible in the outfield last year. Got a little better down the stretch. But he was a pretty good offensive player. Devers is a beast. There's a lot of names there. Um, their pitching staff is is pretty ugly still. That's why I have them as a last place mm. team. But going into last year, mm. they were plus six thousand. And then you get to midseason and they're pretty much out of it. So they're plus ten thousand. They missed the playoffs. And um, if you go to this season for now and see a team that's at plus four thousand, I mean, they're at least anticipated to be better this year than they were last year. And I buy that. I mean, the core, the young core is is getting another year under their belt. And they do have a very top-end list of prospects, okay? Marcelo Meyer, Kyle Teal. There's a few names there that everyone's looking forward to, and maybe not all of them are going to hit, but if one or two of them becomes a star and they come up this year, Mm -hmm. AJ's shaking his head. He's like, don't put your money down on the Red Sox to win the World (laughs) Series.
3: No, this is what I'm going to say. Bet MGM when they make these odds. I know there's a lot of Boston people out there that will bet on the Red Sox. Yes. So They they make the odds enticing. If it was plus 10,000 to kick off the year, they'd be like, oh, we're getting less action. So, trust me. They move that number down. So, if more of the Red Sox fans and they get a the couple. bait down. out there. That's right. Hook them fish
1: and reel them in. Scott's, <laughs> Scott's one of them fish. He's in. Plus 10,000. Plus 4,000 is more enticing than plus 10,000? Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I agree. Okay. Yeah. Even for plus four thousand, you think they're a better team than they were last year at the beginning of the year? Right now.
2: No, so then why is it at
1: plus four thousand? Because nobody bet on them last be... year, so
3: they moved the number down so they could get some people to bet. I think Scott they could doesn't be a know few how gambling better. works. I'll teach you next time, Scott.
1: Okay, you teach me. I think they could be a few games <laughs> better. No? This year?
3: I mean, they went full throttle this offseason.
1: They're still going. I know. Maybe. Do you think there could be a reactionary signing? to how much of an uproar there is. There's even and maybe they pick
2: somebody else up. I don't know.
1: Right. But, do you, you know, there's even a group up there that's trying to push a narrative. And most people are like, stop it. But there's there's people up there that are like, hey, for the lifers, for the people that go to every game or try to go to as many as they can, they're like, let's stop this year. They're like, let's just put some heat on them because they had some attendance issues down the stretch last year, which is very rare for them. <laughs> yeah. Tom Warner, one of their owners saying, oh, you go to Fenway for more than just like the wins and losses. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, that's essentially what he said. So, I'm just saying, there could be a reactionary signing.
2: I'm not putting any
1: money down. Are no? they going
3: to sign Bellinger?
1: No, they need pitching, dude. I, w- I wouldn't touch anything with their position players at this point. They need pitching, pitching, pitching.
3: What? Okay. Snell- Montgomery, Snell?
1: Yeah, I, I think either of them makes a ton of sense there. I think either of them would thrive there. And Without Sam it Kennedy that- also
3: just said the payroll is going down from last year.
1: Yeah, well that's a head yeah, scratcher. That, well that's true. So, <laughs> I mean, they're, so the, they're out. The, yeah, they're out. But the fans the fans weren't allowed to have the direct questioning is no, what well, I was that, told. I that, wasn't there. But yes. that would have been a perfect time for and tell me why. Yeah. Tell me why tell it's going me down. Tell me why. Yeah. Oh my god, we said it's safety. Exactly. All right. Well, while you're singing, uh, the $5 get 158 instantly is on place your first bet. MGM wager through the app or on the website of at least five bucks. You receive $158 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wagers outcome. You got to download the app, sign up and deposit at least five bucks into your account, place a wager in the amount of at least five bucks at standard odds price. And once you do that, $158 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. When you use the promo code foul F O U L tell your friends, Gambling problem or concern, call 1-800-GAMBLING.
0: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe.